Mom, I'm going to be done soon. (laughs) (laughs) In being single for this long, it's made me realize that I've done it this long. You best believe I'm not going to settle now. I'm in absolute flood January right now. Like, I'm ready to go at it. (laughs) Guys, we're doing another one of our virtual recording sessions with Colby elsewhere. Colby loves Boston. (laughs) more than she loves us i'm a family woman colby i have a question for you being in suburbia because you've been spending time with like your sister's kids and like children Mm -hmm. has that made you feel like you need to get married and have kids in like the next year that's really coming in with the heavy hitters that along with the fact that like 30 people that i know got engaged over the holidays yes yeah. I feel like the running joke right now is everybody's either engaged or has COVID on your, like, for you page or yeah, it's Instagram. it's, like, actually <laughs> crazy. Or pregnant. There's some pregnancies. Everybody's either pregnant, engaged, or has COVID, or is aspiring to be one of the three. <laughs> you can aspire to have COVID? Some people are like, I just want to get it over with and then oh, be immune for 90 days. I'm okay. Yeah, I think I'll, I I'll do without. said that this afternoon. You think? <laughs> or you did? I am absolutely churning out TikTok. So is Katie. Katie and I's New Year's Eve night started with a hefty two-hour pregame of just absolutely ripping TikToks. Yeah. We were like, maybe we should go to a bar before dinner. Like, we have plenty of time. The dinner reservation was a bit later. No, we just... Like we were dying laughing for two and a half we hours. Filming entertained TikToks. Ourselves. We entertained ourselves. We stayed here and entertained ourselves for two hours making TikTok content. <laughs> it was just, it was something. Very, very 21st century of us. It was a New Year's Eve for the books. Colby, what did you do for New Year's Eve? Yeah, Colby, I feel like I haven't heard of anything that you've done in the past few weeks other than... I liter- well, that's because I literally haven't done anything worthy of telling anybody about <laughs> I pretty much have laid in my house and tried to avoid getting COVID before Christmas. Then I got the stomach flu and was very nauseous for multiple days. I went skiing for a few days with my friends from home. And then we just went to dinner in Boston and hung out at my friend's apartment on New Year's Eve. And then I babysat my nieces and nephews on Saturday night, and we went to go see Sing 2. And now their dad has COVID, so just extra Not great. extra fun things going on <laughs> these days. Boston is so much farther away from New York than it should be. Like, in my head, Boston is two hours from New York, and it's fully, like, five hours away. It feels very close. It feels close, but it just isn't. Every time I've taken the train to Boston, I'm appalled at how far it is. Yeah, it just takes so much longer than it should. It's really frustrating. I mean, honestly, the only time I've even been is that one time the three of us went together, like last April or whenever we went. I know. All of my friends keep asking. They're like, are Katie and Adam ever going to come? And I was like, I always tell them that they can. I literally will come. (laughs) I am thirsty for trips right now. You don't want to come here right now. No, I will come to Boston. I actually will. It's cold here too, Colb. Yeah, it's cold everywhere. It snowed here. Unless we're come, going like West Coast. Come on over. <laughs> Yo, I'm coming. Don't you don't have to tell me twice. I'll book a train. I feel like I might be the only person out there who is not super into traveling. Katie I, hates traveling, I, I feel like. I don't like unnecessary travel. I like when there's a plan and there's like a fun girls trip or something. We've been looking forward to going to this cool place. I don't want to just travel just to travel. 
go somewhere for just a no, change I completely of scene. Agree. Like, traveling stresses me out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like exerting significant stress unless the return, unless it's worth it. Yeah, that's fair. And so I... Well, it's also yeah. expensive. Is it the is. the other thing. Like, that was my whole thing with buying Amtrak tickets. I was like, I'm going to be spending over $300 in spending 15 hours on a train within three weeks of each other if I were to go back to the city. And I just was like, I'll just stay home. Also, I'm sure you're saving a lot of money being at home. Like, I feel like... Actually, I always go into going home being like, oh my God, I'm going to save so much money. And then I get home and I'm like buying my siblings things, taking them out to Froyo, like paying for dinners and stuff like that because I feel bad. Yeah. Because yeah, exactly. now we're at the age where we're like halfway through our 20s and I'm like, okay, we're, we're making money now. So I kind of feel bad if I'm just expecting my parents to pay for everything that I do when I'm home. I definitely, it's not a guilt thing necessarily, but I feel that I rationalize online shopping when I'm home because I consider the fact that I'm saving on all the meals and all that. My parents usually pay for my train ticket home. They always sneaky ask me how much it was and then Venmo me. So it really, I just, I justify purchasing a lot of things. And you're like, I just saved so much. So now I can go spend X, Y, Z amount. So instead of saving, I I really just even things out <laughs> yeah i always am like well i'm not buying groceries this week so <laughs> exactly yeah that's how i feel too honestly since we've been back we've gone out to dinner so many times i feel like i'm I just know. siphoning money out of my bank account well so what i've decided i'm doing now guys this is an update i haven't told oh, either God. of you about this so well i've realized you know me i don't cook I've gone through phases where I've tried and like considered it and it just ends up being this waste of money because I order groceries, I buy groceries, I go to the grocery store, I get it delivered here or I'll just go get the groceries and they all just go bad because I don't make anything unless it's like pre- pre-made stuff that I can microwave, like I just don't have time. Yeah. It's just not a good, I, I get too stressed about it. So what I did was I signed up for this meal delivery service where it's freshly made meals in New York delivered to you. And they pre-make them. You they don't pre-make have them. them. You just put them in the microwave, but they're like healthy, fresh, gluten-free. You can like customize your plan, all that stuff. And they're, they're sent to you every week. So I'm going to try it. Well, every day you can choose how many. So I'm doing eight meals. A week. A week. Okay. So that's like a lunch and dinner for the weekdays. And exactly. then assuming that we probably will go out to eat on like right. the weekends. And like if- And maybe like weekday. If there's one weekday, I can, I can save it for the Sunday yeah. or whatever, you know. So I think eight meals. Is it factor? No. Or what's the service called? Is it like a small? It's a small one. I just wrote it down. So I saw, so Remy, Remy Bader. I saw her. She's the reason that. I saw she posted that. I've just been considering this, but I thought it was like such a frivolous, like expensive purchase. It's only $10.99 a meal, which is really great. If I'm, if I'm going to Postmate instead which yeah. I do. It's which, way more expensive. If you post me, it's always like twenty to twenty five dollars. Yeah, with delivery to the apartment. Yeah, for sure. Ten dollars a meal is nothing. Mine always ends up costing like thirty because then I always feel bad, like not giving yeah. them a decent tip because I'm like it's cold or it's really hot and you're out biking around delivering me my food that I'm too lazy to go pick up. Yeah. You just have to know yourself, and I know myself and and all the money that has gone down the drain in the past four years yeah, because for sure. I don't have anyone cooking for me. I live alone and it's just better for me. Yeah. 
I mean, I think it's one thing if it's like a laziness factor, but like if your time can be better spent doing other things and prepping food yeah. and making meals, like I'm in the same boat. Like I need to figure out some other alternative than eating out for every single meal because I, I also just don't really enjoy cooking. Like, I hate cooking. I, I like cooking some things. Like obviously you guys know I'm in a huge soup kick right now. Like I get, <laughs> I get straight up pregnancy cravings for soup and I sprint to Whole Foods and buy like four <laughs> jars of tomatoes to make tomato soup. Alex knew it was today. I literally called Alex while I was in my bed this morning at 9 a.m. And I was like, I'm having a straight up pregnancy craving for soup and there's no tomatoes in the cabinet. I have no idea what I'm to do because it's also 25 degrees in the city right now, Colby. Like literally yesterday was, uh, yesterday really was like cold. 65 degrees. And then all of a sudden it's like 25 degrees. Like Katie was straight up in like, I don't even know how to describe your outfit. Your poof. Your, my poof. My, my strapless poof. Your strap. Katie was in a strapless oh, right. poof for New Year's Eve. And I was basically <laughs> yeah. in a t-shirt. We all, we all know the shirt. We I know the shirt. That maybe posted about. it 75 times. Ex- exactly. But that was three days ago. And it deserved yeah. it. It yeah. deserved the moment. But yes, that was three days ago. And last night, even I was wearing, remember the temperature dropped 20 degrees in an hour last night. It made no sense. I walked to dinner and I was like, I feel like it's getting kind of cold, but it was like 58 degrees. And then by the time we left dinner, it was 35. Well, people are going to get sick from this and think it's COVID. It's going to cause a whole frenzy again because when the weather goes from hot to cold and cold to hot really quickly, my skin freaks out. Everything that goes wrong this week, I'm going to blame on this weird temperature situation. Did you guys watch Don't Look Up? Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. I'm scared to watch it. I heard it got bad reviews. It felt like way, way too real. I actually kind of liked it. I feel like there's two ends of the spectrum, people that just like didn't like it at all and people that are like, I kind of liked it, but it made me feel a little unsettled because it was like a little too realistic. Okay. And that was where I I'm going to watch up. it. Like the end was, I was like, whoa. Well, let's not like even talk about it more because we need Katie to watch it. But if you're listening to this show, like you guys actually should go watch the movie because it, I actually thought it was good. It got bad reviews, I think, because of the humor that was in it, I think was the issue that people... Yeah, it was yeah. satire. It wasn't like a Yeah, it's comedy. not a comedy. It's very satirical. Everything was very, like, I don't even know how to well, explain it. Like, sarcasm. The thing is, people love to hate popular things. When, or, like, whenever something comes out and it, there's a lot of hype. Yeah. People love to be the one to say, oh, didn't like it. I mean, it also had a huge hype cast. Like, it had yeah. Meryl Streep and it had... Well, that's why I was excited to um, see it. They filmed it in Boston. Oh, they did? Oh, actually, I think I saw that. Yeah. Really? I'm going to watch The Bachelor. I decided I'm going to recommit myself to my roots. Way to say the first episode, Cole. Yeah, it is. Oh, it is. Why was this guy chosen? He seems extremely vanilla, but I also didn't see the season. Well, I watched like two episodes in the beginning of the last season, and then I watched the last episode. So I'm not really sure. And also they announced that he was going to be The Bachelor before this season even started. So you knew that he was going to get kicked off pretty early on. Before Michelle. Oh, my God. And wow. he's on her. he was on her season. But I guess, like, the producers really liked him and saw promise in him wow. when they were filming. I mean, they just, like, did not give us a break. There's been so many seasons yeah. of The Bachelor churned out in the past year it's kind of, like they really take advantage of our time. The producers, the producers are working overtime. They are. Isn't the Bachelor have kind of a negative rep right now, though? They've always had a negative rep. I feel like it's gotten really bad recently, though, isn't it? Don't they have a really bad rep for being overproduced? The ratings are so down. Like everything's just super overproduced now. They're kind of taking the route of the Victoria's Secret fashion show. And I just feel like it's going to crash and burn mm. at some point and be done. Um, <laughs> should we talk about something else? <laughs> 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I feel like we should talk about Katie's favorite topic, New Year's resolutions. Guys, when I heard that we wanted to talk about, or we, as in not me, Colby and Adam. Okay, but Colby and I didn't even talk about it. And the first thing that we both say is, let's talk about New Year's resolutions. We were like, what are we going to talk about? It just seemed like a natural. It's the third day of the month. You need to talk about it. It's important to have goals. I completely agree with that. But I just think that New Year's resolutions are one of those things that it, everyone talks about it. It's like a very beautiful concept to have all these goals at the beginning of the year. But I think it lo- it puts way too much pressure on people at the beginning of the year. Like, why do you think so many people get gym memberships January 1st? And then by the end of January, they're all like, okay, we're, we're done with our goal of going to the gym. Like we're and people don't go back to the gym after January 31st or whatever the end of this month is. Like, I just I feel like there's just too much pressure. I agree, but I also think it's important to have goals. And some people just aren't the kind of personalities where they have year-round goals. Like some people need kind of like a milestone to start a goal like that. And January 1st just happens to be the most popular one. One of my friends wants to read a book a month. And I know that I won't do that, but maybe I'll read one (laughs) book this year for the first time in like five years. I think that was a good one. Yeah. Honestly, one of my goals was prioritizing mental health, and I one had, book uh, this year. Wait, what? I think that there's oh, a lag. I think there's I a think slight lag. My short-term goal was that, or I guess more long-term, I was like, I really want to prioritize mental health this year. And then three days in, I had my first therapy session today. Congratulations! And it was amazing. How I you feel after that. I loved therapy. I think everybody should be in therapy. And I yeah. told my therapist that on our first session. I was raving about it all day. I was like, Alex, the only thing that's more exciting to me than therapy is talking about going to therapy. <laughs> like, I love everything about therapy. It was just literally her listening to me vent about my life for an hour, which is already something that I do. Like, obviously, I feel like I'm pretty open on the podcast. And obviously, I'm a psychopath on Instagram and TikTok with the things I post. So obviously, I am an open book in general and tell everybody about everything that has to do with my life. But there's something just very therapeutic if you will about talking to somebody who's super unbiased who would have thought thought that therapy would be so therapeutic but no because they're unbiased like she has no reference into any of the things that are going on in my life you know whereas you guys have heard about my life for however long and have very concrete opinions on either people I'm talking to or whether it be like a guy or like work situation or whatever so yeah it was nice I loved it did you get a lot of feedback or was it more so just like an ear that you needed she this is your first one it was our first session so so she really tried to kind of hear me out and it was a lot of like okay why do you think you need to come to therapy and I was like because I I think my dating life's like constantly a hot mess so I was like for somebody who uh, we do a podcast on talking about dating like I feel like my dating life has always been like a complete disaster whereas every part uh, like other than that in my life is pretty good and I basically told her that and I was like this is kind of what's been going on for the past two years with this guy that I really need to just like get out of my life forever and then explain to her the entire situation and throughout the situation me explaining it she gave me a lot of feedback and was like I completely understand why you feel this way or I can tell you feel this way because of what you just told me and every time she would give me feedback I'd be like yeah actually I I totally agree with what you're saying and I loved her so by the end of the thing I was like I was like, okay, can I see you like four times a week? Um, I'm like ready to to fully dive into therapy. Like I want to do this every single four day. Four times a week, really? I'm completely kidding, but I'm seeing her. Oh my God, I was like, wow. We're starting out. She was like, okay, let's um, let's start off with weekly. So I was like, okay, so booked, booked in for weekly, but I would totally go to therapy every day if I could. Did you go in person? No, but she did tell me that I can start going in person once COVID starts, stops wreaking havoc on New York City, which will hopefully be in the next few weeks. Because I feel like I'm such an in-person person. Like I, when she said that, she was like, you know, like if you're comfortable 
Like we do have some in-person sessions. I was like, sis, say no more. Like I will be there the minute you can tell you tell me to go. Like I want to be in person sitting on one of those cozy little lounge chairs. And I just want to be venting about my life to this girl. I don't think that people actually lay on those chairs. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, I have the same image of somebody like sitting in an office laying down with like their hands on their chest. That's what I want to do. I don't think that's Well, we went at Acme, my girl, Lindsay, um, did a poll like a while ago about when you go to therapy, have you ever laid on one of those chairs? And it was overwhelmingly no. Like people oh. sit, you sit on a couch or sit but you're not like laying down. Like what's that movie? Freaky Friday with Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. When she's a, a therapist. Yeah. See, and that's what I envision. That's not it. Like I want like the leather lounge chair that's like no. swivelly kind of looking and you lay on it and your hands are on your chest like Colby said and I just vent about my life and there's sprawling city views out the floor to ceiling windows. <laughs> like that's my goal. So huh. I guess if they can't provide me this then I need to find another therapist who can. But You need someone to validate you in some way, I think. And confirm to you that you're not crazy for feeling how you're feeling yeah a therapist can do that a trainer can do that people that are just really good at what they do and that are trained to do that thing and it's important i yeah, think no for sure i mean and i think friends are really bad sometimes at doing that because they have too much information and backstories and feelings involved and like with somebody that's like a completely separate entity like it's helpful to hear their response so therapy's great therapy's trainer good. great working out is good having consistency Meal plan. okay so i guess i do have some um, resolutions but i'm just like not putting them in stone katie i was going to say this in the beginning like you already put one thing into action that you're changing this year. Yeah, I guess, but I'm going to try it. If it doesn't work out, it's fine. I think, yeah. but New Year's resolutions, there's all this stress. Like if you, I, I just hate for people to start things or not start things. That's the better way of saying it. Not start things because they're nervous that if they don't do it, it's going to make them less of a person. Like if they don't finish it, it's going to, so that's, that's why people avoid resolutions altogether, I feel like, be, or making a change in general altogether because they don't know if they'll be able to do it. Yeah, I think just setting more broader goals. Like if I'm saying, oh, I want an, a 12-pack within a month and a Less half. Less specific, Like that's yeah. like setting myself up for failure. But if I say I want to commit more to like my physical health and maybe trying to work out like four to five days a week instead of three days a week, then I yeah. think that's a goal that's actually achievable and that will get me to like more specific goals. Okay. So I, okay. I get it. So I guess I, I appreciate new year's resolutions that are broad. Yeah. Like one of my resolutions is I want to have a consistent morning routine because whenever I I notice, whenever I fall off my morning routine, I am just sad the rest of the day. Like it doesn't set me up for success for the day. Yeah. So I want to make sure that my morning routine is the same every single day. Um, I think, yeah, I have a consistent morning routine. I think that helps me. Yeah. I have learned to value my mornings and that like the hours from seven to nine AM can be just as productive as like five to seven PM. Like sometimes I won't go grocery shopping over the weekend and I'll get up at seven and go to the grocery store and just have a productive morning in that way. But otherwise I always prioritize going outside and walking to get a coffee somewhere or going for a really long walk. I try and be outside for an hour in the morning before I start work and it just helps me get energy. Did you guys ever see the video of the naval officer that made his bed every morning or whatever? He was giving a college speech about why he like makes his bed every morning. And he's Mm. like, when you make your bed every morning, that's the first thing that you accomplish in the day and it will set you up for success for the rest of the day. 
So oh. I, whenever I watch that, I've never seen that, but that's a really great. You should point. definitely watch it. It's a if great you just, point. I explained it so horribly, but if you just Google like military officer gives speech about college speech while making his bed, it'll pop up. It's one of the most popular videos I would say um, about that. But I started making my bed every single morning. Have not missed a day since I was in middle school, and it's like the first thing that I accomplish every single day. And it just, I that's feel like so cute. I do it every day too, but I just don't even think about it as an accomplishment. I yeah, think about it kinda, as something. Yeah. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna pat myself on the back tomorrow. And you morning. should. I feel like every time you wake up, make your bed, brush yeah. your teeth, like that's an accomplishment. You got up and you did something. Maybe this year we should have more gratitude. Okay, cool. For everything. Is that I agree. your word for the year? I yeah, like what's that. What's your word for the year? I like okay, this is what I like. I like having a word or a phrase for the year. Okay. Less of a resolution, personally speaking. More of like a, I'm gonna consider this phrase. For the whole year, my word of the year is more. <laughs> Mine Be careful is like with that less, one. Actually, <laughs> do you think more is bad? I feel like more is great. Sometimes more isn't great. Sometimes it's less is more. I don't think it's I want focusing, less. Though. Focusing on less things and quality over quantity. Maybe I need to mean? swing that into like a phrase. Then maybe like always striving for more, but a, but but appreciating what you already have. I think for me, very similarly, I am not going to settle this year. No settling. I love that. No settling for guys I don't think are hot and I'm just staying with them because I don't want to be alone. It's a huge, it's a very small but mighty phrase. Don't settle. Don't settle. I'm not going to settle in my relationships, both romantic and friendship wise. People that are not showing up for me oh, as friends okay. are getting cut out. So watch out, you two. Just I'm kidding. watching out because I know sometimes you <laughs> come for me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. And I'm also not going to settle in terms of my career. There are things that I've said yes to in the past as a freelancer because I've been worried about going broke and crashing and burning. And in recent years, I've realized that I can be picky with who I say yes to in terms of jobs and clients. And that's also something I need to consider this year. Like, I want to focus on that too. My time is very valuable. Yeah. Just You're, saying So no. is yours. Like, it's very it's, valuable. But even with just like social things, like if there's a social thing, I, I feel like I say yes to literally everything. You do. Like, I've always pride myself on being a yes man. But what I wanted to work on this year is like saying no to things I don't want to do. Like if I don't want to hang out with a specific group of people that I know is going to bring my energy down or like make me not happy or something like that, then I'm literally just going to say no. Hopefully the people don't watch this and then I say no to them and they're like, fuck you. I feel like I have grown into just doing that out of like my own. You're good at that. Yeah, Colby's good, good, at, good at, at saying no when she doesn't want to do something. Colby, what's your word or phrase? I really want to thing? focus on being more present and like oh, not that for you. not using my phone as much, like just putting my phone in my purse and not looking at it. Um, oh my god, I love that, Cole. Yeah, and more so just appreciating the <laughs> That's moment. That's so good. Because I love that. I don't know. You just realize more and more that time is fleeting. So the only resource that what is that saying? Time is the only resource that we can't you can't buy. Yeah. You can't buy. That's so true. Time is I the mean, only asset you can't buy. Yeah, I think that with that, I also sometimes I think I obsess too much over the future or over the past. I wanted to do the phone thing too, like just put my phone down more often. I feel like we should do the thing where whenever we go to dinner, we should just put phones in the middle of the table or something. Well, that wouldn't work with us taking photos of our food. Well, we that We'd can be an intermission because you, you know I need my food coverage. I actually think having the phones in the middle of the table just brings more attention to the phones. I think I just am going to prioritize putting it in my purse.
and just not taking it out. I don't typically feel like we're really that bad at being on our phones at dinner. You're right. Me we neither. Are. I don't. I think aside we, from taking photos, we're actually really good at not being on our phones at dinner. I think it's more so. Yeah, for me, I'm like. I'm walking in the street. I'm on my phone. Yeah, I I'm, agree with you. You're right. Yeah, because I feel awkward. That and it's like if I'm waiting at a restaurant because someone's late for dinner or something, I'm sitting there on my phone. Yeah, because like what else are you supposed to do? Like stare at the to ceiling? stare at some, Like it, people think you're staring at them. What do you do? I think it's, I want to like, I want to do more productive things when I'm on my phone though, because I feel like right now, if I'm like in that situation, if you're waiting for people to come to a restaurant, I think it's pretty logical that you're going to be on your phone. But like what I'm doing is like, randomly scrolling through Instagram or scrolling through TikTok or something like I'd well, rather like read a news article write a haiku or text someone. <laughs> yeah should I write a poem <laughs> I'm gonna start writing a poem a every novel. time I'm waiting for somebody start to a novel in your notes section <laughs> okay see by the end of the year I'll have a whole book that's a good uh resolution <laughs> composed novel in notes section although I feel like you're not often early <laughs> okay, I used to be really early, but something came over me in the past month. You've gotten cocky. I am not early anymore. You've gotten cocky. I am very late. It all started you with- You lost your wallet that one time. That one wasn't my <laughs> fault. And then Katie made a TikTok down of down. it, and I was 50 minutes late to dinner, and everybody oh, hush, was like- Oh, hush, you would have done it too. Everybody was like, fuck you... this kid. I was like, I left my wallet at home and had to go back when I was early to the restaurant to begin with. Yeah, well, you know, Ugh. that's just the way the cookie crumbles, honey. Well, you would have made a TikTok for the- the wow effect as well. You would have done it. I would have. Factor. I'm all over TikTok now. I'm obsessed with making yeah. TikToks. It's all about stirring the pot and getting people upset. I actually, wait, I heard this thing, guys. I did want to bring this up in the podcast. So one of the Google founders was interviewed by like the New York Times or someone about social media and the future of social media. And he was like, well, social media giants thrive and get more powerful, more wealthy. I'm paraphrasing. Through, I saw through, this on TikTok. Through engagement. And the way that people, Mm -hmm. that you increase engagement is increasing outrage, getting people Mm -hmm. upset. Then that drives- Promoting controversy. Right. Promoting controversy and just being controversial in general drives engagement and makes people like engage with the apps more. But then also just, you can take this into a different context of people that post outrageous stuff that stirs the pot. People insert the Kardashians right. here. People will <laughs> they they get haters for that reason, but they also drive just it drives interest. It gets eyeballs on you. So if you want to, you know, gain a following or gain at least eyeballs on your page quick, you just have to stir the pot. You have to be outrageous. You have to be crazy. That is how the Kardashians have remained relevant. But it's hard to like have. It's hard to do that if, with a more conscience. than ten years. I think I need to film a sex tape yeah. on it's, my TikTok. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to do it yeah. and keep your conscience intact. My conscience is out the door. My New Year's resolution is no conscience 2022. You have a lot of things to work on this year. I'm ready. I, I have my whole yeah, list. Adam. Good luck. Adam, you are the like poster child for Katie's anti-New Year's resolution. <laughs> yeah, because then you get, too, you get too overwhelmed, I think. You Guys, to, I'm not overwhelmed every at all. Time, <laughs> Every time Adam hears something, he's like, I'm going to do that. Uh, no, yeah. I'm ready. You guys listed a bunch of things that I want to do. Like, I'm ready to All right. like get drunk a lot. I'm going to hook up with a lot of dudes. So like, no dry January for you. Whoa. Wet January. No, I did dry January last year and I'm over it. I never want to do it again. I'm in absolute flood January right now. Like, I'm ready to go at it. <laughs> Should that be our title? Not so dry January. <laughs> flood January. <laughs> Let me hear you say it. Okay. Let's answer a question, a listener question. Mom, I'm going to be done soon. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> what's what's Jane I making want that for to dinner? Be the intro. <laughs> what's Jane making for dinner? <laughs> We're having lettuce wraps. Yum. Oh, yum. So our friend said, loving the podcast so far, but need some serious advice on the not so successful part of dating. I'm 22 and I've never been on a date. It's not that I've been asked and said no, because the one time I've been asked, the guy didn't show. I've been on the apps, made the first move, waited for him to make the first move, etc. I've tried it all. I'm honestly exhausted over the whole thing, but really want a significant other in my life. I considered taking a long break from the dating world, but at the same time, I feel very behind because other people my age have been dating for a while now and have already gained that experience and clarification on what they're looking for. If you were in my situation, what would you do? The first thing I heard from that whole question was, I'm 22, and then later on, ellipses, I feel like I'm behind. You're 22. Like we're, I'm 25, You're Katie's 22. 26. We've both never been in a serious relationship. Not, right. Neither is Colby. But I graduated college at 22. I was 22 when I graduated college, right? Yeah, you yeah, were. I was. And I didn't I go. 21. I didn't go on a legit date that was notable until I was late 22, early 23. And For sure. From there, it's been a flood of good dates, bad dates. It's been all over the place from there. But I just don't feel like you should feel behind at all. That's the first thing I want to say. Because 22, you're not behind. Everyone else is just randomly ahead of the game or something. Or they want you to think that they're Very advanced. Right. But just because someone's in a relationship doesn't mean it's going to be the relationship. It also doesn't even mean that it's a a good relationship. That it's a non-toxic relationship. You definitely can't look at other people's progress in life and compare yourself to them because everybody's on a different path in life. Everybody has different experiences and is on a different kind of track. Um, and like I said, like the three of us are 25, 26 and we've never been in a serious relationship. Like we've gone on dates, but we've never been in a serious relationship. So I think it happens at different times for everybody. And I think it's good to go in with the mindset of like, like Colby, you've said this so many times before, like you don't need to rush into a relationship because then you're going to figure out that you're in a relationship that you're only in because you were kind of darting for one, which you might felt, not, which is the right. wrong motive, you know? Like, well, for so many years of history or in history, rather, there was this rush to the altar because yeah. women couldn't even have their own bank accounts for a very long time. You needed a man to support you literally for your own well-being. And that was really the only option you had now we have a lot more time obviously to get it right there's really no pressure there really isn't any pressure i think it's the pressure that we see from movies and tv and we compare ourselves yeah miss queen tinks always says (laughs) comparison is the thief thief of joy which is like honestly so true and kind of goes along with what we were talking about before Like, if you're just looking at other people and basing your happiness or what should be making you happy off of what you think is making somebody Mm -hmm. else happy, you're never going to be content or happy with where you are in life. And I think a lot of it, too, has to do on your environment. Like, clearly, you're in college and the people around you or at that age, like, might not be looking for the same thing that you are, which is fine. Like you're so young and have literally so much life ahead of you. And I think it's hard not to struggle with that if a lot of people around you are at different points in their life. But once you move on from that phase and kind of plant yourself maybe in a new environment and surround yourself Mm -hmm. with other people, 
you will realize that you are on the path that you are supposed to be on. And one day it'll all make sense. Oh, I love that. Colby. That was beautifully, that was, that was poetic. beautifully said, Colby. Move over, Tinks. <laughs> Colby's the new step aside. Step the aside. new affirmation queen out step here. Aside. I mean, I think in terms of coping with this rude awakening of I don't know when it's going to happen to me, because I think that's the the worst part of just not knowing when and having this crushing fear of oh my god, am I going to be forty five and single or whatever? Like you just you have this fear, especially if everything else in your life seems to be going wonderfully, and that's the one gaping hole in your plan. I think for me, what's helped a lot has just been focusing a lot of energy on things that I really love to do project wise. Yeah. Whenever I've gone through a hard time, it's, I can, <laughs> I look into my, my past and I can see it marked by projects that I've tried. I took up painting when I was in LA going through a tough time. Like you just have to dive into something and put all of your energy into that thing. And it really takes away from the areas that you're stressed. I think part of the stress for me, at least with dating is when I just have too much time on my hands and I'm overthinking. So to fight overthinking, I throw myself into things that consume my being Mm -hmm. in the best possible way. So I mean, it's also kind of a numbers game. Like you can't let past like failures or the fact that it hasn't maybe worked out with a few other guys that you've met on dating apps or something like that, like indicate how the future performance is going to go. Like it is a numbers game at the end of the day and you're still going to have to put yourself out there and keep up on the dating apps. And what do you mean trying. by numbers? Like it's a numbers game. Like if a hundred don't work out, like maybe the hundred and one first guy is going to oh, work right, out, you know, yes. because she's saying like, okay, a lot of these hint tries aren't working out for me. Um, one of them didn't even show up on a date, but like you just keep out, you have to keep trying. Like at the end of the day, like there could be 99, like that don't work. But people in a room. Yeah. Oh my God, the Lady Gaga. There could be 99 <laughs> people in a room and one that believe in you. <laughs> yeah. Just think of Lady Gaga. I mean, I think it is, Did she did say at some point, like I consider taking a break. I think you should. I think you should force yourself to take a break from dating apps. Yeah, especially if it's stressing you out. Take a break, reset, do something that makes you happy, whether that be working out, cooking, like some kind of hobby and just right. focus on yourself and put a put a timestamp on it. Be like, I'm going to focus on myself for a month. I'm going to see how I feel at the end of that month. And if I feel good, then I'm going to get back into the dating scene. If I don't feel good, then I'm going to take a little bit more time for myself. Like you definitely cannot be too hard on yourself to like be successful in the dating world. And you right. definitely cannot be comparing yourself to people at 22 years old. Like there's people who are way like, if you think about it that way, like not even as far along as some of your friends, it seems like that are at 22. You like, mean us? Yeah. Like are us. you talking like, about us? I mean, all my younger siblings <laughs> have had several relationships <laughs> right. and I we're like, just picky. Not, we're picky. Which is the best thing you can be. I think it's it amazing is. to be picky. Oh, I love it. And I you should it. always be picky. So. I'm actually grateful when things fizzle out, when situationships end, because I'm one step closer to meeting my actual soulmate. I actually feel this weird wave of relief sometimes when yeah. something ends, especially when it's a mutual end and it's no nothing messy. It's just the two of us decided we weren't compatible. I think it's the most beautiful thing because I realize, I'm like, yeah, I was really settling with these several things that I really don't like about this person or our yeah. views are not the same on this thing. And I'm so grateful that my forever person isn't that guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like grateful that I didn't have to settle, which is a crazy feeling. But I think in being single for this long, it's made me realize that I've done it this long. 
you best believe I'm not going to settle now. Yeah. I mean, I think everything happens for a reason and you can't look at previous failures as an indication of like what's going to happen in the future. Like you're going to, you're going to be fine just to treat every failure as a life lesson. And that's another thing that a lot of people won't tell you because a lot of people will be like, oh, it's so fun. Like just going out and meeting all these people and it's okay for it to not always be so fun and to be in a lull and not wanting to put yourself out there because you're feeling discouraged. So just take that and I think maybe, yes, take a break and focus on yourself and reflect on things that maybe you're doing that your friends that are in relationships or have gone on successful dates um, aren't doing and feel happy about that because at the end of the day, it's not all that matters in life and it's not that serious. Right. I love that you just said it's not that serious because it really isn't. But I make it serious because <laughs> I <laughs> obsess over things. Case oh. New Year's resolution, not to obsess over no things. No obsessing, yeah. no settling. And on that note, it's been fun. It's been a fabulous time chatting. I'm happy to be back. I feel like I it's know. so fun for us to be back behind the mics and hanging out again. I can't wait till Colby's back in the city and we can see her beautiful face I in know. person. I'm already, I'm already booking my return dinner, but I have to wait until tomorrow because they only accept reservations 21 days in advance and I'm only... 20 days out are we on that reservation from my return wait what is this yeah, yeah i told you we're going to zuzu oh right right yay adam's willing to go because it's owned by don angie <laughs> and i am obsessed with don angie you're a hoe for don angie. yeah i'm an absolute hoe for that pinwheel lasagna <laughs> i've never even been wait what <laughs> i know oh my god we're gonna go i'm gonna make a reservation wait okay. we have to go I i'll wait until you're back cold. you have to wait for me i'll, I'll wait, wait for let's you. go on valentine's day wait I'm oh down. yeah yeah okay yeah perfect all right love it all right it's been fun love ya see ya bye, bye.